God, I'm telling you. My dogs are barking today. But man, my dogs are barking. Well, for many years, Barrett Salee has been someone that I have read from to learn uh, different SEC predictions, but also to kind of get some reactions on some different things around college football. And something I love about him, uh, Barrett Salee joining us, CBS analyst for CBS Sports. Um, lots of folks, Barrett, love to hate on people for being wrong. But you notice those same people don't often predict things themselves, right? They just kind of hate on other people once they've made those predictions. What I love about you is you you put the predictions out there and say, all right, hold, hold me to it, which is just such a non-coward thing to do. Um, I, I love it. I, I've loved it for years. When did you start doing that? Oh, man. I've When I first started purely writing, like I've been in TV, I've done PR, I've done a bunch of stuff, but when I first started writing for college football news, I believe the first year I did the end of the season accountability was 2008. Yeah, because it was when Fulmer and Tuberville both got fired in the same year. So, uh, you know, it's like, hey, you know, let's let's have some fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Last time I checked, sports are supposed to be fun. So, you know, it, it's if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? So I, I'm an equal opportunity. Um, you know, I I, I, I can I, I will boast if I'm right about something. I mean, I will I will do that. There's no doubt. Uh, but if I'm wrong and I say stupid things, it's fun to talk about that too. And, you know, I, it's, I, I think what a lot of folks, you know, people that don't, you know, that criticize us all the time, it's like, you know, our job is to make predictions about literally everything, right? Like if I missed a game in the SEC picks story, like I wouldn't actually bet on all those games, but my job is to pick those games and I'm going to be wrong. Like, I, I don't feel very confident about this game, but I got to do it anyway. Okay. I mean, so it's, it's fun. It's, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm above everybody else. Cause I'm going to make some mistakes just like everybody. And that's, uh, I think that's the way everybody should live. Unfortunately, I think in our business, not many people actually do. <laughs> right. Well, and for this upcoming season, you had you, know, you have LSU and Georgia both going undefeated again in the SEC uh, in particular. You have LSU dropping uh, the game to, to Florida State, but you do have them in a rematch uh, back in Atlanta. What are some of your thoughts there? I mean, we know that, that LSU's got a lot of people back. Georgia, of course, has been just a dominant wrecking ball, but not necessarily positive on who the quarterback's going to be, my, likely Carson Beck. But what are your thoughts that kind of indicate that you think those two will meet up again in Atlanta? Well, I wish I could provide more in-depth analysis on Georgia, and I could, but the answer is just Georgia. Like, I mean, that we know what they are in the SEC East. We know what their roster's like. They lather rent for feet, especially defensively. They did it last year. They'll do it again this year. Um, and and I think in the SEC East, it's it's a pretty wide gap between Georgia and everybody else, and the schedule is just cake. Um, I think for LSU, I look at the Tigers as a team that really doesn't have a deficiency right now right like i think we can sit here and say okay alabama's deficient at quarterback or texas a&m's deficient as the off at offensive coordinator whatever lsu doesn't have one of those right now uh quarterback set heisman trophy caliber quarterback running back set ton of production coming back although the status of some of those players are you know questionable but still a ton of a ton coming back wide receivers one of the best wide receivers if not the best wide receiver in the SEC and in neighbors uh, offensive line. They actually have six returning starters. <laughs> that's, that's insane. They're the best player. I think in the 
conference at linebacker and Harold Perkins. And the one thing that maybe uh, Brian Kelly was was a little concerned about was the secondary, and they went out and hit the transfer portal, portal hard there. So I think for LSU, they're not going to get worse. They're going to get better um, simply because of experience, because a lot of those players from last year's run are still back. So um, that's why I think LSU um, can get the job done. I think in the SEC, their schedule, uh, you know, obviously they got to go to Tuscaloosa. That's not easy, but, uh, you know, I think it, it does shape up well for uh, a, a return to Atlanta. And I can't wait for that Florida State game um, on that first Sunday of week one. That is, we, we know how that went last year. Uh, that was, I mean, I, I, that game actually came on the ACC network uh, a few weeks ago. And it's just like, oh my God, I can't believe that stuff actually happened in that game. Um, and, and we should see, um, I think, a, a good one there too. And if they lose it, they can still, um, I think, have a chance for the CFP. I don't think it's, um, you know, a deal breaker really for either side, um, Florida State or LSU, uh, whoever loses that game. So I'm excited about that one, excited about LSU this year. You know, Barrett, Mississippi State has had a uh, really radical 10 months. They, they lose Mike Leach um, just so sudden, you know, and um, immediately name Will Arnett, or pardon me, Will Arnett. That would be kind of funny, having the comedian Will Arnett. <laughs> now, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be great content. Well, well, that's like the one thing we would not expect in the SEC, but man, that right. would be something. But a, a very different uh, guy on a comedic level, Zach Arnett is the uh, the new the new head coach. And he's now leading this team. He's kind of picked his offensive coordinator, and it is such a question mark as to what this team is going to be. Are they going to be a surprise? Because Will Rogers has so much experience, thrown a lot of passes. Um, are is he really going to struggle with that? Is it going to be difficult? But what I noticed in your predictions, you had you went with the under on their six and a half um, six and a half win total kind of prediction there. Um, wh what are some of the things that concern you about Mississippi State coming into this season? Well, I think forty thousand foot. I mean, you're placing a legend, and not just like one of the you know sort of semi legends of the sport, like literally a transcendent figure. And we can sit here and talk about how. Uh, how he was off the field. I'm talking purely on the field. I mean, he's one of the top five um, uh, just individuals that transformed football, not just college football, football. So this idea that Zach Arnett is going to come in and nothing's going to change and the success will be there, that's not realistic and it's completely unfair to Zach Arnett. Um, so I, I think to me – that is something that, I mean, look, if you're talking about Mississippi State being a bowl team, okay, you're talking seven and five, considering they actually have a tough out-of-conference game too, that's that's pretty aggressive to me. And, and I do like the fact that Zach has taken ownership a little bit. You know, I think that he's made it clear that he's not Mike Leach and he's not trying to replicate what Mike Leach did. And I think that's the right approach because for, you know, I, I've seen this with so many coaches, so many programs uh, over the course of my career. I'm 43, so I've seen a lot that when, when you're not genuine, if you're a head coach and you try to be somebody that you're not, the locker room is going to fracture. Like that's, it, it, it will happen. How long it takes is a question, but look at Will Muschamp when he got to Florida, he wanted to be Nick Saban. Everybody that knows Will Muschamp knows that he's, not that guy in fact will's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet but he tried to be nick saban and that didn't work and a lot of other people have done the exact same thing 
Um, so the idea that Zach Arnett is taking ownership and, and being himself is huge. And, and talking to him at Media Days, um, that was the impression, that was the takeaway, the biggest takeaway that, ha that I had. It's like, look, this guy knows he's in an awful spot. Like, you, you don't want to be in Zach. I mean, obviously, you want to be a head coach in the SEC, but this is not how anybody wants to get that job. Um, but I, I, the fact that he's sort of going to – the fact that he says he's going to tailor the offense to his players every year is encouraging. But there's still a spread team this year. And – well, in theory, spread personnel, I should say. Um, and if you're going to do that – without the genius of Mike Leach, I just, it's, I, I got to see it, man. I got to see it before I believe it. And again, I, I think, and I, and I wrote this when we did our optimistic or our, our over-unders, I should say, which is the story you're referencing. Like, I don't care if Mississippi State goes two and 10 this year. I, you know, you cannot have a judgment on Zach Arnett. Like you just don't do it. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to the program. It's not fair to the players. Um, and, and like I said, I, I under to me, again, that's one of those things where I'm not touching that in reality. We have to pick those. I, I just, it's so, it, it's so up in the air. I mean, I, because there's no blueprint for us to pick, right? Like there's no blueprint for us to say, okay, so-and-so did this and this is how you handle it. There's no blueprint at all. So why would you make a definitive, you know, uh, uh, decision, definitive judgment on that? right now it just doesn't seem like it's it's realistic and or fair to to anybody involved yeah yeah sir it would certainly be unwise seems like either way we're just not really sure what in the world's going to happen but certainly to to be aggressive in the win the win column is uh is, is nerve-wracking to think about but you know we, we saw kevin barbet's offense at appalachian state last year and of course that that uh, that win over texas a&m they looked really good and it was it was an exciting offense um obviously di very different skill competition level um, but but what makes me kind of wonder how this transition is going to work is I do like Kevin Barbe. I think he's very creative, gets a lot of people involved. Think about Tula Griffin from Mississippi State can be there in the slot, can do some reverses. But Will Rogers has been playing in the air raid for forever since yeah. he was uh, even in high school. Yeah. Any any thoughts on how I mean, I cannot. Can you think of a time someone has gone from an air raid system and the very next year come in and done a spread and been the same quarterback? I, I just I cannot think of one going through the years of. Tech and Washington State. Um, what are your thoughts about Will Rogers in this system? Yeah, I mean, there, there really isn't a, a, a historical reference point. I guess maybe Garner Minshew going to the NFL. I mean, that's the one that just off the top of my head, it's like, oh, that happened kind of recently. Um, but that was not, you know, that was not a Mike Leach system, or not Mike Leach. He wasn't coached by Mike Leach, but, um, you know, I guess he was he. Yeah, he was the, the coach of uh that that team so um but I, you know again that's nfl to college that's not you know i don't know how you can compare those two so i think um be, being asked to you know it, it's mike leach's playbook is is six plays right like it was six plays you know having to you know organ organize more you know adjust on the fly things like that if you've never done it it's it's kind of like you know being a head coach if you've never done it you you think you know how to do it but you you've never actually you know been in a position to do that so look i, I think will rogers is a great quarterback i think he's a great representative of mississippi state i think he's um he he can play himself into the nfl um i think right now this is a perfect opportunity for him to show that 
but it's easier said than done. And in the SEC, when you don't have an offense that says, I, I, see, I'm, I'm going to say gimmicky. It's not gimmicky, but it's, it's hard to stop, right? Like, it, even if you know what's coming, it's hard to stop. We don't know if that's going to be the case this year. So I, I think that he's got the talent to go in away from a pure air raid into something different but it, it's there's a lot of factors going into whether he's going to be actually successful doing that um and a lot of and a lot of it is just you know mental you know making sure that that some of the things you had to deal with in a mike leach system are are not necessarily things you hold on to if you're not being taught that um you know on the practice field Right. And, you know, I'll tell you, I, I'm not into to hypotheticals, but let's just play hypotheticals for a second. You know, this this year we've got four teams, uh, four, a 14-team playoff, but soon it'll be a 12-team playoff. And, you know, you mentioned, man, even the predictions you put, I'm not going to put actual money down on these. It'd be unwise. But, man, if you, if you had to put something down for, if this was a 12-team uh, playoff system this year, how many SEC teams would you have in if if you had to really kind of guess and, and analyze who would you have in there? I would have um, Georgia and LSU. Uh, I would have Alabama, but you know, like I said, I don't think they're going to win the West. But it's Alabama. Ten and two is still going to get you in. I would have a. It, it would depend on landscape, obviously, for a fourth. And if you go back and look historically. That's kind of where hypothetically these 12 team playoff these SEC teams are like that fourth team is kind of on the brink there, um, and and so to me, I would say the most likely fourth would be Ole Miss. I can be convinced that it would be Arkansas, um, but I honestly looking at at the the landscape of the season, I don't think that there would be a fourth. Um, just because I think there could be two, maybe three Pac-12 teams. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, okay, um, you know, what has to happen for a fourth SEC team to be left out? Well, I would say dynamic Pac-12 teams. Now we're not going to have a Pac-12 after after this year, but this year it's going to be awesome. I think the Pac-12 is going to be much better this year than anybody realizes. So um, I would say, uh, getting back to the question, if you're going to make me pick a fourth, it would be Arkansas or Ole Miss. But I would guess that there would not be a fourth based on how I think this season is going to play out. Yeah. Well, you know, Barrett, you have, you're involved with, with so many things. You cover college football. You write about college football. Um, and you have a lot of responsibilities. But when you, you think about what your role is and what you get to do as a job, what would you say is – uh, and, and I'm, I'm sure there are probably things on the outside to people that maybe look fun but maybe are not as fun, just part of a job just like everybody else. What is your favorite thing – about what you have the ability to do as an analyst for CBS Sports? Well, to me, it's the fact that I kind of do it all. Um, you know, going back to my college days, I had a, a professor tell me that the future of media, sports media, is a thing called convergence. Um, and it's not called that now. It's just called reality. But it's the fact that if you're a writer, you have to be good at TV. If you have to be on TV, you have to be good at radio and all that stuff's going to combine and converge together. Um, so to me, that's great. Um, you know, writing takes a lot more time, uh, but you have a specific, for me, I have a specific way I like to write and, and convey my content. Um, when I'm on CBS Sports HQ on TV, it's a completely different way. You know, you, you only have two minutes. Uh, when I do radio on Sirius XM, I got three hours, right? So it's like the fact that 
there are so that I get a chance to do so many different. I I can produce similar content through three different mediums and do it in three different ways based on the job requirements uh, is really cool to me because it, it allows me to um, let's just say let's just take radio. If I do a 15 minute segment on what we're talking about right now, um, narrowing that down to two minutes, you know, is is hard, but it teaches me how to you know, I, I, it teaches me how to, to handle that. And then, you know, taking that and putting it down in written form means I can expand in, in a much different way. So that's, that's my favorite part about it is that um, the, the industry has evolved in a way where so many of us can create content um, and reach as many audiences, as many people as possible because everybody consumes things in a different way. And, and I just love that about not just sports media, but just media in general. Um, it's just, it's a, it's great that we have, have so many options these days. Um, and I think um, that will only continue moving forward. Well, thanks so much to CBS Sports, Barrett Salee for joining us, giving us some great insight today. Thanks so much for listening to My Dogs Are Barking podcast. We'll see you next time in Hell State.